All right, yes, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another brand new Rugby Muscle Podcast. I'm your host, as always, TJ, and today we are going to take a deep dive into how to train power for rugby. Power, obviously, really important, way more important than you would think, actually, in this context, because my uh, laptop battery is at about... uh, 16%. So we'll see if we have enough power to get through this episode. As you can see behind me, I've also queued up the, if you're watching on the YouTube, of course, you can't sit behind me if you're listening on Spotify. But if you're watching behind me on the YouTube, you'll see this sort of red huey glow. That is because it is in reference to uh, the Sith who love unlimited power. And if I could be bothered to get someone to edit over the top of Palpatine screaming unlimited power I would do okay so instead what we're going to do is we're actually going to discuss how you can become a more powerful athlete obviously power is one of the five physical uh, conditioning components to train for to improve your rugby performance the others being aerobic capacity movement slash athleticism strength and size all of which we have been covering over the last uh, month or so so if you want to train those things and you haven't listened to it go give those a listen and then the fifth one well this is this being the fourth being power and then the fifth being speed which will be covered at a later point um so yeah before we jump into that i guess you should be making sure that you hit subscribe to make sure that you listen to all these episodes. You get them delivered right to your inbox, whether that's on YouTube, where you can also give a thumbs up, or on Spotify, where you can not give a thumbs up, but like YouTube, you can now leave a comment or a question to, um, and, and this would be good for this episode because we're going to get into um, exactly what to do with power, and there's going to be questions, I'm sure. So before we jump into the sp- specifics, let's actually touch on what power really means in the context of context of rugby, right? Because power is the ability to exert maximum force in the shortest amount of time. In rugby, obviously, this can translate to explosive tackles, dynamic sprints, um, any rapid application of force that can, like you'll see in contact situations, it can. It's mostly in contact situations, to be honest. But it could also be change of direction. It can be. Uh, what else could be explosive? I guess a powerful swing through of the leg for a kick. Um, anything like that. That is all involving power. And those situations, more often than not, can make or break games of rugby. Right? They. Those are really important uh, interactions. So, um, I think. Power training is something that can absolutely revolutionize the way you play, particularly if you've been training for a long time, just like a bodybuilder or are relatively untrained. It's really important to understand this because power training is not like some people think, oh, I need to do some power training. They carry on with the exact same training method or whatever they're doing, right? Push, pull, legs or whatever nonsense they're doing. And then they just add in some box jumps. It's not about that. It's about crafting the actual physical adaptation to be able to exert and produce as much force in as little time as possible. Okay. And you can only continually, or you can only train that and actually get the outcomes that you're looking for if you are doing this as part of a long-term focus program 
so you can like truly impact your actual training outcomes and and actually get the results you want. So quick fixes, adding random movements in, uh, looking for oh what exercise should I do for power? It's not going to work. Okay, so I've got some insights for power training. I think I've got six today. Um, and of course, if you're finding value in this stuff, I've earned your subscription already. That's great. You can also leave us a five star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Those that your support there really does. Uh, really does help out and you could also just share it with a mate or leave a comment on the spotify or the youtube and just say hi because i'm i'm happy you're here watching it just say hi um that'd be cool right so let's get into some key insights for uh power training for rugby so first power requires freshness right power training should 99 percent of the time now 100 percent of the time it should always be at the start of your session right because of the way or because of the amount of muscles or amount of recruitment of your fibers because you need maximal recruitment of your muscle fiber you need those fibers to be nice and fresh if they are fatigued if you have already done some exercise before and if you are in any way shape or form um, overly fatigued and unable to recruit all of those muscle fibers you're not going to be able to train power okay so Potentially, you can do this after like a zone two or something minimally fatiguing or, or not fatiguing at all. But it's best to do this when you're as fresh as possible. That also means, right, that rest periods are going to be crucial. They should be long enough to allow for full recovery between sets. I'm not saying you have to sit there twiddling your thumbs for 10 minutes after doing three jumps just to do three more jumps. If you're in shape, it could just be a minute. But you still need to make sure that you can perform every set maximally every single set needs to be as explosive as the previous ones if you start to decline over time that means that you are not resting enough or you just don't have the capacity either way you're not training power as the way you think you should you're not going to get the right improvements you're just training your body to move inefficiently and actually less explosively you just want nothing but explosive movements when you're working on power next a short work duration. This is kind of obvious, but it's still still needs to be said. Your tra- your training, your exercise when you're actually on needs to be brief. It needs to be less than ten seconds um, per set. So that could be three to five reps, really, and not including the, the pauses. Right? Sometimes a set of five might. No, I wouldn't take longer than five, ten seconds. It should be less than ten seconds. Three to five reps, usually way less than ten seconds. Usually like less than five, like five seconds or so maximally explosive there are exceptions and i'll get into maybe a couple of them later um but this overall guideline is going to help maintain quality and intensity again just like if you would decline set over set over set because you don't rest enough if your sets are too long or include too many reps as the reps go on or as the time goes on your uh, muscle fibers are going to get fatigued and you're not going to be able to recruit maximally. Therefore, you're not going to be able to move explosively as possible and therefore you're going to decline, right? If you do 10 jumps consecutively, all as high as possible, it's going to happen that your last five jumps are going to be lower than your first five jumps. So no matter what you do, once you pass this like threshold, your force output declines. And just like with a heavy weight, right? If you had... um Right, if you had whatever your five rep max is on a bar and you're doing a bench press, you get to those five reps, you fatigue your muscle fibers, and they're so fatigued that they can't lift for the sixth rep. 
it's the same thing for power training. Your fibers are taxed, therefore you cannot uh, move explosively. Therefore, you're not training what you want. You're not able to train what you want to train. You cut that set there. Okay. I don't want to see sets of 10 to 15 thinking that you are being explosive, thinking that you are doing power training. All right. We are now down to 12% on the battery and we are moving on to ATP PC system condition. So this, uh, these are your high, high power intervals. I've spoken about these in conditioning, but it also applies to power because this is the energy system that is utilized when you are um, performing these explosive movements. So uh, adenosine triphosphate phosphocreatine system. Uh, this essentially is going to improve your ability to perform at your absolute peak maximal power output and then recover again to go again that is what you want to do in rugby right you want to do a, a big powerful explosive carry or tackle that play is finished you then get back into the line as you recover and then you go again this is something that can and should be trained it's not just a case of getting a more efficient aerobic system to help you recover and then also work in the strength and the power that we've already discussed it's actually an energy system that we should be able to train for and be able to increase our actual total power output and by allowing our body to efficiently supply the muscles with energy to go again and again and again and that repeat power ability. Um, and essentially, the way you would train this is something like uh, six to eight seconds, maybe 10 second absolute maximal power output uh intervals mostly these things are going to be done on any air assault bikes or what bikes when you see um professional teams on social media doing those really tough intervals where they look like they're really pushing it this is what they're training right so you go for uh like we said already with your how your power drops off after 10 seconds or, or before that same thing here. So you're going to go as fast as you can, as hard as you can for six to eight seconds. You'll notice your power start to drop off and then you rest. Um, there are different ways to train this. So you could train for the like peak power. So you'd have like a full complete rest and you wouldn't get too fatigued. You would just like, particularly like on a watt bike or a, an air bike, you can see your absolute uh, highest point that you reach as far as wattage goes. And you try and match that time and time and time again. Um, and then you can also go try maybe try and improve capacity by either extending that set out to like 10 to 15 seconds. Um, I don't think that has as much application with rugby. What I prefer to do to uh, improve capacity with rugby is have incomplete rest periods. So you go again after maybe only 10 seconds. You work for five seconds, you go again after 10 seconds. Lots of different ways to do this, but in general, we're not going to get into the weeds and stuff in this episode. It's just high, high power output conditioning you should be doing that if you want to be as powerful uh, a player as possible. Next, intent. Int training with intent is like one of the cornerstones of rugby muscle. It's one of the things I bang on about all the time, but particularly with power, this is something that uh, I cannot overstate the importance of. Because you have to to train power, you have to perform as powerfully as possible. You have to, every rep, has to be as explosive as possible. So even when you're lifting heavy or you're doing warm-up sets or you're doing anything else, you can still theoretically train to become more powerful by lifting everything as explosive as possible. 
there shouldn't be too many times, if any times, outside of maybe like 0.5% of the time where you're actually restricting and purposely lifting slow. I just don't see that, right? Normally, if anything's going to be slow, it's, you're going to have pauses or you're going to lower under control. When you're coming up, you want to lift as explosively as possible, no matter what, right? But especially if we're thinking about um, really improving our power. So even if that weight's heavy and we can't move it as fast as possible, like we can't move it really fast, we're still trying our best to move it as fast as possible, even though gravity is not allowing that to happen. The intent is still there and intent is uh, really important for power development, right? So good way to think about this is like with your warm-up sets right so once you're nice and like warmish and it's safe right now every lift should be max intensity on the way up so you know same you're working up to sets of 100 kilos on the bench press just for easy maths right you start with you, you've done a couple on the bar you're nice and warm right now we hit 60 and we every lift every every time it goes up as explosive as possible then we go to 70 or 80 same again then we go to uh, 80 or 90 then we go to 90 95 every set that we do on our way up to our to our max to our heavy sets still done with explosive power and because those are lighter weights you're going to get a little bit more power out of that and you're going to um, sort of potentiate how well you can lift because you're recruiting those fibers and once those fibers are, are recruited or like turned on there is potential there for you then to be able to lift heavier. So a really good way to train power without actually specifically going out of your way to train power is to utilize uh, like intent with all of your lifts. Um, another thing I will touch on is the fact that obviously um, getting stronger is part of that power uh, equation, right? Because you're recruiting and you're applying as much force in a small amount of time. If you cannot apply much force because you're weak as piss, you're not going to be powerful. You're just going to be fast. And maybe that's okay, but we're looking at training for power here. Next point, plyometric progressions. So with this, what I want you to do is to focus on simple plyometrics. We we can over like plyometrics is not box jumps. Plyometrics is not any explosive work. Plyometrics is specifically the ability to rebound. So it's either upper body plyometrics can be done by throwing a ball against the wall and you're rebounding back up, or they can be done uh, by throwing a ball on the floor, rebound, 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 plyometric push-ups, hands and uh, rebounding off the uh, floor. Now there are different ways, and obviously then the plyometrics can apply um, with your feet hitting the ground. Got ahead of myself there. So Obviously, lower body plyometrics are a thing as well, but they're not static jump jumps or starting from static starts. They're continual bouncing, right? And there's two ways that you can really think about this uh, training your bouncing ability with plyometrics. One of them is going to be like uh, a deep tier. is like a Swiss ball bouncing, I guess, off the floor. So maybe quite, quite flat. So it absorbs the force of gravity as it's going down and then projects back up. And it's a little bit more contact time on the ground, but it, the idea is that you're utilizing the force that you're absorbing, potentiating the upward phase, and then you're coming all the way up. Then you've got like much harder pliers, so uh, shallow pliers, ping pliers, um, what, where what you're trying to do here is you're minimizing ground contact time. Now, rather than being like a Swiss ball that absorbs and bounces and then goes up, you're like a dense rubber ball, right? Like a real dense 
ball that as soon as it hits the floor, bang, it, it bounces straight back up. That's what you want for um for like the the ping plyometrics. Uh, lots of ways to find out more stuff about this, but I, I want to keep this simple because I want you to implement this stuff in your training. I want to help you out with this stuff. So um, you can think of different jumps. You can diff- think of different movements. I can go into some specifics and I might do a bit more on the specific side of things in next week's episode when we, we might go into more detail about power. For now, um, understand how to progress your plyometrics. Essentially, what you want to do is you want to start with extensive like low intensity plyometrics and progress to more intensive, more complex movements and faster, more dynamic movements with less work time. So extensive plyometrics is just to get more a bit of a get into a bit of a rhythm. So you get used to bouncing, coming back up, bouncing, coming back up, bouncing, coming back up. It's like it's like being able to dribble a basketball before you start practicing your crossovers and your through the legs and your everything else, right? You just want to be able to bounce sufficiently with both hands. Then you can start doing everything else. But if you can't bounce it with both hands efficiently, like you can't bounce yourself, then there's no need. So you want to start with sets of like 10 to 20 and and just really get a rhythm. And you'll do that for a few weeks. And then finally, once you get proficient, then we can start really building like the complex things that you see on social media where they'll jump over three hurdles in front and then off to the side or whatever. But sometimes that stuff's like overly unnecessary. It looks flashy. It can help. But for the most part, keep things as simple. Just jump up and down. You don't even have to jump on a box. You don't have to step off a box. You can just jump and then use that as your plyometric change your directions potentially rotate potentially go off of one leg or land on the other legs things like that lots of different ways that you can do it um yeah i think that's enough for explaining how we're going to uh, improve our overall plyometric effectiveness and improve our ability to bounce and become more powerful that way and then finally um i've sort of alluded to this with the the way we're progressing our plyos but the way to progress power is not what we do with most of our weight training. Most of our weight training, we we basically just, over time, add more load, right? We add more and more and more weight. With power training, it's not really about adding more weights to the bar or lifting heavier um, uh, medicine balls, etc. When it comes to uh, improving our power, we just want to be able to recruit more uh, or express more power, recruit more muscle fiber, produce more force in a shorter period of time. So we we do those two things. We don't need more weight to produce more force, right? We can actually just move faster. And if we recruit in a short amount of time, so we move faster and faster, then we are becoming more explosive. So progression can instead come from just increasing your speed. So you're you're, I guess you can't you can't you can't yeah you're producing more force because you're moving faster. You're producing more uh, power with the same amount of force same amount of uh resistance against you so you're lifting the same weight faster that is uh, a way to progress power you can even actually lighten the weight in order to move faster that's something that we do with some of our medicine ball work um and some of our plyometric work in rugby muscle is we'll instruct the the athlete the client to lift less weight as the weeks go on so that they can then express more power by going faster, right? They're using the heavy weight to, because they have no choice but to go a little bit slower, you can get more control in the movement. Then as the weight drops down, we can move more explosively. But now we've got a good, uh, 
like control with our movement and therefore we can express more power exactly how we want it. You can also um, express power by or improve power by adding complexity to the movement. So we can add a rotation or we can add an extra step whilst keeping control of the movement while still uh, producing the force. We're adding a little bit of complexity and again, we're progressing our power training. This is more of a progression not to necessarily increase power but it's in to increase our expression of power when we come on the rugby pitch and in different dynamic situations and then finally other than adding more weight we can also reduce contact time imply uh imply metrics right so if we can literally ping off the ground we could we could jump higher of course but we can also um like have less ground contact time meaning rather than spending point five seconds on the floor to bounce back up we're tapping the floor less less time and we're more springy more springy as time goes on and really all of this time whilst we're looking for these progressions what we're really looking for is your ability to um continually move move well express like force through quality movement and that in itself is going to just get enough work done over time to increase your power okay right so we're already at 20 minutes um we are at five percent on the battery we'll wrap it up there so just understand that power training for rugby is nuanced um it's not a really simple thing as add some olympic lifts you could um, add olympic lifts and become significantly less powerful it's not about the movement it's about your overall approach so by understanding and applying these principles that i've gone through today you can really actually improve your power and enhance your on-field performance remember the goal is not just to increase your olympic lifts or broad jump distance or any other simple measure of power what happens if you oh see the power on the lights also gone out what happens if you uh if you start to chase down these measures of ability, you, they end up becoming the goal. And then that ends up actually meaning that you're not training what you're training for. Your trainings have become more powerful. So with that in mind, obviously a well-structured program is needed, but also consistency, which means you need to find a balance of this stuff. You can't have overcomplicated training. You want to make sure it fits in line with your own schedule and your own goals. Of course, I would love to help you out. Uh, get in contact with Rugby Muscle using the links in the description. You can either join Team Rugby Muscle, just get the program all sorted for you, or you can get in touch for one-on-one coaching, which is available now through Rugby Muscle Elite. All right, we're now down to 4%. Now, so I will wrap up this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If you haven't done already, thumbs up. Let me say hi in the comments. If you've listened to this and you don't say hi, what are you doing? Come say hi. It's always good to have a chat in the comments below. Thank you for tuning into the Rebel Muscle Podcast. I'll catch you in the next one.